Hello, everybody, and welcome to Learnably Bites. This is the Learnably podcast that turns our existing content into a digestible format for you to be able to listen to on the go. I'm your host, Max Curtin, and today we're going to be looking at six strategies for developing future leaders in gaming. So let's start off with a bit of background here before we delve into our six strategies. Now, the gaming industry, which is, of course, known for its emphasis on technical skills and immediate targets, really is facing a crucial shift in leadership dynamics. While these technical expertise remain a cornerstone, the growing need for more encompassing managerial skills is really becoming increasingly apparent. Many of these gaming companies have followed a pattern where technical know-how is the primary driver for leadership roles. However, this approach often overlooks the critical soft skills that are really necessary for effective leaderships. We're talking about things here such as communication, feedback, and delegation. And this trend has implications not only for team dynamics, but also for diversity and inclusivity within the workplace. The industry is gradually recognizing the importance of diversity, equity, inclusion initiatives. We're seeing around 29% of companies placing significant emphasis on them, but there's still a considerable gap going on. Another area to look at here is leaders in gaming often mirror their predecessors. So this perpetuates a cycle that may not always foster diverse perspectives and inclusive environments. Effective leadership really goes beyond the technical acumen. It involves creating a culture that values diverse voices and nurtures talent from all backgrounds. These leaders who struggle with soft skills can inadvertently undermine efforts to promote a healthy, inclusive workplace culture. This impacts team retention and really the overall quality of products and services. But the good news is that all of these things can improve with a strong leadership strategy. With the right learning and development strategy, you can proactively grow the skills that tomorrow's leaders need to succeed in the role. Currently, we're seeing about 38% of gaming employees work at least 41 hours during a week. This is leading to a burn and churn mindset where employees are working extra hours, they're feeling exhausted, and they eventually obviously leave to look for another job that has a better work-life balance. Making the gaming industry have high turnover rates compared to other tech companies. If, if we look at the stats, normal tech companies, you're seeing about 6%, gaming companies around 10%. This culture makes it too easy for studios to become filled with overworked employees who are going to leave as soon as they get a better offer. So this is why it is so important to invest in your leaders. Ultimately, poor management impacts both your employee experience and overall performance of the company. Therefore, then we're looking at real imperative for people teams at gaming companies to get the most out of your managers. So here are six ways that we think you can develop leaders that perform, but also care. Now, these are in no particular order, but let's look at our first option here. Understand leadership issues in your organization is an imperative first step. To find a real cause of poor leadership at an organization, you really need to have open conversations with the C-suite, managers, and individual contributors. Otherwise, people teams can only really act on assumptions of what they think the leaders are lacking at your organization. For instance, if people are working too many hours, you might be under pressure to hire more hands. But the root cause of the problem could be something other than understaffing. 
So when managers lack communication, delegation, and feedback skills, it has a real effect on the quality and speed of their employees' work. Insufficient briefing, lack of clear goalposts, unrealistic deadlines, and inconsistent feedback can all lead to stress, poor performance, and overtime. You can use multiple methods, such as engagement surveys, focus groups, or root cause analysis to identify the underlying issues within leadership and which skills to strengthen, source, or teach. If, for instance, you identify a lack of communication or delegation skills, you can use your L&D strategy to prioritize training in these skill areas. Our second point here is offering leadership development programs and really focusing on mentorships. So given that training and handing out learning materials is one way of developing your people's skills, you have to look at the other side that 15 to 20% of global employees are neurodivergent or have other learning requirements. Leadership training should happen in a multimodal way, and that does include mentorship and coaching. One-on-one -on -one conversations with skilled leaders can be helpful to new or potentially inexperienced managers. Since many of us learn how to be a leader from our past supervisors, having access to vetted mentors or coaches can really help people pick up good practices. Mentors also act as a safe place for managers to share their unfiltered ideas, work with a good leader to determine the right approach and get unbiased and objective feedback. A mentorship program should really work in two ways. From a leader's perspective, you gotta help them get better at the job that they are doing. For the employees that are wishing to step into a leadership role in the future, you have to help them prepare for the shift in responsibility. A mentorship program really should work in two ways here. For leaders, help them get better at the job that they are doing. For the employees that are wishing to step into leadership roles in the future, help them prepare for that shift in responsibility. Handpicking and training mentors means that you can choose people who embody the company values and have the traits that you want to encourage as part of your company culture, if it aligns with their career goals. It also means that you get to work with managers and employees to identify the best candidates to become mentees and determine which skills to develop in pairs. For example here, if you have a leader who's very skilled in setting boundaries respectfully, you can pair them up with someone who struggles with levels of communication or you can even do it the other way around in a reverse mentorship style. But all of this can be orchestrated by the people team. Our third strategy here involves setting clear expectations of leaders and performance review processes. If leaders aren't hitting the mark right now, it might be because of issues with the L&D program, a lack of role models, or not having clear expectations about their responsibilities. Other reasons might include limited support or an ineffective performance review process. You want to set your leaders up for success, and a way to do that is by making structural changes to your goal setting and performance review processes. By setting clear role expectations and defining a performance review process for your staff, it helps guarantee that you're developing future leaders everybody will look up to. Changing your hiring and advancement guidelines so you can recruit or promote people with the right mix of soft and hard skills will also help ensure fairness and a better culture. For example, instead of simply promoting your star designer, who may lack some necessary soft skills into a managerial role, you can proactively come up with a development plan for them to reach the next level once they've improved these skills. 
So setting clear expectations for all of your roles also empowers them to become great leaders along with the right support and the right review process. This leads nicely onto our fourth strategy, which really looks at identifying and developing potential gaming leaders, soft and hard skills. Now, not everyone will progress by becoming a manager. You might have amazing developers or designers who have the potential to go really far, but really don't have the desire to become people leaders. By crafting your performance review process to place the focus both on hard and soft skills, you'll be able to identify potential team leads. So let's just walk through some beneficial characteristics for potential leaders to potentially have. Curiosity is always a good place to start. We want future gaming leaders to have a relentless fa fascination with their craft. They use the information to inspire and they come up with comparisons and nuances naturally. They seek to learn and proactively look for ways to solve problems. Another great one to look at is humility. People who lead by example and allow their actions and achievements to demonstrate their contributions are often excellent leaders. These are also the kind of people who take feedback and have an inherent understanding of what they are doing on their journey. They have a low ego and they celebrate the wins, but also take and learn from the losses. They embrace the power of the answer, I don't know, and they let other people become their teachers. Another one to look at is managing up. Future gaming leaders really need to know how to manage their managers as well as their teams. They have this natural ability to understand the needs of others and contrast them with the right results at the right time. This is also a sign of having great communication skills. Final example here is obviously respect and kindness. Especially in gaming, leaders need to be respectful and kind. Holding a position of power means others will learn from them, and if they foster anything other than respect, the team will replicate the same behavior. So from that, decide which traits suit your ideal culture and look for or come up with an L&D plan to keep nurturing and strengthening them. So when the time eventually comes and these people have the expertise to reach the next level, they're going to be ready for the challenge. To know which capabilities to develop, it comes in handy to really have an organizational skill map with all the competencies people need to reach those leadership positions. Strategy number five here is looking at promoting a culture of feedback and growth. Great leaders listen and make changes based on feedback. People need to feel comfortable sharing their ideas for improvement or expressing their discomfort with their managers without fearing retaliation. Creating a culture of growth and continuous improvement will make individuals grow into positions of power knowing there's still a lot to learn. A leader who's willing to move forward and make continuous improvements really does empower a team to be better. But leaders also need to lead by example, and they need to encourage their teams to give feedback in a way that's actionable, constructive, continuous, and tied to clear performance goals. In parallel to this, people teams should reinforce the value of learning in the workforce and build processes for employees to give feedback to peers and managers during performance reviews. Another idea can be to allow anonymous feedback through open surveys or adding questions by the end of each team meeting or one-on-ones that encapsulate the spirit of how can we improve this thing that we are doing. However, for this initiative to work, managers and individuals need to know how to give feedback that actually makes an impact, offering training and L&D opportunities for them to learn what to say and when to do it really enables this culture to happen.
So our sixth and final strategy here is looking at prioritizing diversity, equity, and inclusion, also known as DEI. So DEI is a big problem in the industry, and it starts even before people join companies. Currently, only 5% of women occupy leadership positions in gaming studios. So not only is there a structural diversity problem, but this can also make the people they hire feel uncomfortable at work. Gaming studios must consider diversity, equity, and inclusion as part of their hiring and developmental strategies. DEI isn't a trend to just keep up with the times. Studies are showing that diverse businesses are more innovative, creative, and 25% more likely to have above average profitability. In order to have diverse people in leadership positions, it's crucial that you guarantee bias-free hiring and advancement options. Here are some ideas to kind of help understand this concept a little bit more. We want to be using skills-based hiring and development, having a diverse panel to discuss promotions, giving the right learning opportunities to everyone despite gender, race, or sexual orientation, offering multimodal resources so that everyone can get the full benefit of an L&D program, whoever they are and however they prefer to learn. So let's recap here. When we're looking at the gaming industry, investing in future leaders isn't just a nice to have, but it really is a critical need. Too often we're seeing gaming studios being held down by poor leadership, hustle culture, and poor employee experience. The path to cultivating such leaders involves a multifaceted approach. It starts with recognizing and addressing the problems in the industry. This must then translate into actionable strategies, ranging from leadership development programs to emphasizing the importance for both soft and hard skills. Fostering this culture of feedback, growth, diversity, equity, and inclusion isn't just about meeting quotas or ticking boxes, okay? It's to ensure everyone has equal access to learning. Now, we can obviously look at options such as ourselves here at Learnably with our multimodal resources from over 200 vetted providers for everyone to help grow through their unique learning paths. Because by investing in the development of leaders who are as diverse and dynamic as the games that they help create, gaming studios really can ensure a future where creativity, innovation and inclusivity are at the forefront. The vision for the future is not just a lofty ideal, but really a practical blueprint for a thriving and sustainable gaming industry. Now, if you're obviously interested in learning a little bit more about building multimodal and personalized learning pathways, then please do check out learnably.com for more information or click the links in the episode description down below. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I'll see you very soon for another episode of Learnably Bites.